Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. It's so great that we can have small group meetings, home groups, and we can get together, pray for one another, pray for the needs of our friends and relatives. And we heard the testimony of how God answered the prayer in the care group all the time. Because people who come there to the care group really want to see God move and want to really see the answer from our prayer. And I heard a great testimony a couple of days ago about the prayer in a home group. I'd like to ask Kay to share a little bit quickly when we pray for your friend in Arizona and God answer supernaturally. Uh, this actually is a friend of a friend of mine. She asked me to pray for our, and ask our care group to pray for him. He had a brainstem tumor, and it was growing, and there were tentacles going out from it, and it, they thought it would be inoperable. That was over 12 weeks ago. Well, he went back for more tests, and they did the scan, and they couldn't find it. And they did two and a half hours looking for this from every angle. And the doctor said, this is the hand of God. There's no way this could have been. So praise God. He is the healer today. Wow. So encouraging to see that when we come together, the Bible says that when two or three on earth agree with one another concerning anything, we will see that the heaven move and perform a miracle. You may not understand the word brainstem tumor because you are not a neurosurgeon. But brainstem tumor is inoperable and deadly disease. It will keep growing until you become bedridden and you cannot eat, you cannot do anything until you die. It's one of the most terrible disease. The brainstem is small, about the size of my index finger. Contain everything from the head down to the body. So when you destroy the brainstem, eventually you stop breathing. The center of breathing is in the brainstem. So when the brainstem tumor come up, there's no way you can get in. Actually, I know a person that have a brainstem problem, and I warned this man that don't go and have operation. I said, don't have operation, I say, but he didn't listen to me. He went to have an operation by a neurosurgeon, and he came out, looked pretty bad. He was in a wheelchair. I warned him already. So this man, God healed him supernaturally. Amen. Let's give hand to God one more time. Praise God. It's wonderful to hear the good news. Amen. God still heals today. Everyone say, Jesus is the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. If he heals many years ago, 2,000 years ago, he still heals today. Amen. So we are worshiping God who never changes. Amen. Are you ready for the sermon? Today I would like to talk about the greatest inheritance. We have a lot of CD series. I want to encourage all of you to listen to all those teachings because I don't come back to teach the same thing again and again. There's so many things to teach in the Bible. Therefore, I don't want to repeat the same message. You can use the technology to get the CD order the CD, or you can buy a hard drive, about 200 gigabyte, and give it to us, and we can download everything for you for free. We don't sell the teaching, because God gives us for free, we give for free. Amen? So if you want to have those teachings, just 
take advantage, and we have a lot of good teachings. How many listen to our CD and have been blessed? In fact, um, I just talked to Pastor Da yesterday that our CD or teaching ministry are the, one of the most important ministries for the Great Commission. A lot of people listen to our CD overseas, and they Facebook me. They want to be my friend in Facebook. And a few pastors in the past one week uh, Facebook me and email me and say, can my whole church join your church to be in the same movement, in the same fellowship? Because they want our teaching and they want to be touched by the fire of God. But people beg to join us. We, we are not going out to looking for somebody. Just, they listen to CD. They say they love the teaching from our church. And I want to give glory to God. All these teachings are from God, not from me. I'm just a human being. I'm nothing. He is everything. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for your love. We thank you so much for your word. We thank you so much for your Holy Spirit. We pray that the Holy Spirit will shine the light upon our soul, our spirit, to understand what you teach and what you want to help us to see the truth so that we will not be destroyed due to the lack of knowledge. Father, we thank you so much in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. This is my philosophy of being a pastor. The big Holy Ghost and strong teaching. Everyone say big Holy Ghost and strong teaching. Because I want the members to be strong. Amen. We are not going to come up here to give you sugar-coated teaching so that you will be happy. We're going to teach you the truth because the truth will set you free and will help you to be strong. Amen. I don't believe in building a weak church. I believe in building the church that can shake the nations. And it's not about the amount of people. It's about how strong you are. Amen. The army of Gideon was small. They can do better job than big army. Amen. The topic of the sermon today is about the greatest inheritance you can give to your children. Definitely. Salvation is the greatest inheritance. Sometimes we think that if we can gather all the properties and money and 401k and all the things to leave for our children as inheritance. That would be great. Nothing wrong about having a lot of money for our children to enjoy after we die. Nothing wrong about having properties and houses and lands to give to our children. I'm not against those things. But those things can be wiped out in one minute. Is that right? Money can be gone. $1 million can be gone in one second. I heard that somebody went to Las Vegas and lost $6 million in one week because of the gamble. So if the children get all of your money and all your property, but they don't know how to handle those things, those things can be gone within a week or within a few days. But the greatest inheritance you can give to your children is the blessings of God. Because that blessing is a potential in them. It sticks with them. And that potential can, that blessing, the potential, the blessing can produce other things that money cannot produce. Good health, happiness, joy, good family, and many things that money cannot buy. And we want to pass on the inheritance of the blessing of God upon our children. Amen? That's why we need to learn the scripture. And today I would like to read many scriptures that have the word house. When the word house come up, it means a family or families. 
I gather the scripture that talk about blessing and houses or families. Let's look at Proverbs chapter 11, verse 29. He who troubles his own house will inherit the wind, and the fool will be servant to the wise of the heart. Everyone say, trouble his own house. If we want our children to receive the inheritance of blessing, we need to clean up our act. We need to repent of our sin. We need to stop having bitterness and bad attitude and practicing wrong things in our life. The behavior, the lifestyle of the parents will dictate what happened to the children in the long term. The Bible says clearly that if we trouble our own house, what does it mean? If we are violent to our spouse, if we are cruel to our children, if we are very hateful and bitter with our own mouths, if we gossip all the time in front of our children regarding someone else, if we are cheating and corrupting all the time in our lifestyle, what happened? Our children will get nothing. The wind. How many people can hold the wind in your hand? No one can hold the wind. It's like having an empty handful of nothing. Your children will not have any great inheritance from you. I'm talking about the blessing of God. If you are living a lifestyle that troubles your house, cheating, gossiping, saying wrong things, having bad attitudes, having bitterness, being violent, drinking, smoking, doing wrong things all the time, you will not give to your children anything. It will be like the wind. But unfortunately, the wind can turn into a hurricane. The wind can turn into a big, big storm. Matthew chapter 7, 24, verse 27, the Bible talks about storm and the house again. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house. Everyone say house. As again, I read many scriptures about house. His house on the rock and the rain descended. The floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears this saying of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand, and the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. You can see that we need to know the Word of God. We need to practice the Word of God. That's why we encourage you to read the Bible every single day. Amen? We need to study the Bible all the time, and we, we put it into practice. That's why we make CD, because you cannot read the Bible during driving. If you read the Bible during driving, you put your iPhone up or iPod up and click on New King James Version and read. The police going to call you. You're going to get a ticket. But you can listen while you're driving with MP3 and CD. And you can focus on the Word of God. Feed yourself with the Word of God and do the things that God say all the time. And you will be a person who built the house on the rock. Nothing can destroy you. You can stand through all the hardships and all the storms and winds of your life. Amen? And you will pass on the blessing to the next generation. If something bad happened to us, don't blame God. 
Don't blame other Christians. Don't blame the pastors. You need to go back and look at yourself and see whether you obey the word of God or not. Don't blame other people. You are responsible for your own Christian walk. Amen? My job is to teach you and train you, but your job is to obey God. Amen? Look at Proverbs chapter 15, verse 27. He who is greedy for gain troubles his own house. He who is greedy for gain troubles his own house. But he who hates bribes will leave. Everyone say house. How do you destroy your own house? Greedy for grain. Greedy for grain means being stingy for money. Loving money so much. Greedy for gain is idolatry. You worship idol. If you say in your heart, I would rather make money than go to church. If you say in your heart, I would rather make a lot of money than go to camp. Or rather than going to pray meeting. You are greedy for gain or for money. And greedy for money is an idolatry. You love money more than God. Anytime you love something or you honor something or you adore something more than God, the Bible calls idolatry. Amen? And what happened to idolatry? Look at Deuteronomy chapter 5, verses 7 to 9. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a carved image, any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them nor serve them. If you love money more than God, you serve money. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers. What is the iniquity? Loving or adoring the idol or money or something else more than God. Upon the children to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me. The Bible says clearly that the curse of loving money will go down into the third and fourth generations. This is not a good inheritance to give to your children at all. I don't want to give the curse to my children. I want to give the blessing to my children. And what kind of curse are we talking about? Let's look at Deuteronomy 28, verses 15, 20 to 22. The Bible says, But it shall come to pass, if you do not obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all His commandments and His statutes, which I command you today, that all these curses will come upon you and overtake you. Have you ever wondered why certain Christians are not blessed? Why some Christians who should be blessed according to what the Bible says? The Bible says, I give you abundant life and give it more abundantly. Why some Christians are in trouble all the time? I believe because they are stubborn. They are disobedient children of God. So they face all these curses. The Lord will send on you cursing, confusion, rebuke in all that you set your hand to do until you are destroyed and until you perish quickly because of the wickedness of your doings in which you have forsaken me. The Lord will make the plague cling to you until he has consumed you from the land which you are going to possess. The Lord will strike you with consumption, with fever, with inflammation, with severe burning fever, with the sword, with scorching, and with mildew. They shall pursue you until you perish. Wow, very strong word. God said the cursing will follow you and your children to the third and fourth generation if you worship idols. 
or if you love money more than God. Amen. I've seen this with my own eyes of people who worship idols, destruction, courage. People are in trouble. That's why people get problems, sickness, cancer. People get into the hospital all the time. People get problems with their finances, get into big debt, big, big problems because they love something else more than God. We need to make decisions every single day when we wake up that I'm going to love God more than anything else. We are not greedy for gain. Amen? How many people make decisions you're going to love God more than money? Amen. If God asks you, for example, can you please give to the poor, that person, $5,000, will you give? And you say, no, I love that $5,000 more than you. Sometimes God may test you to ask you to give a big amount of money to see that whether you love God more than money or not. You can see your heart. If God say to you, give money to that person or to that ministry, and you say, uh, let me pray about it for another two years, you know right away you're greedy for gain. You're not obeying God. Amen? Many times, I don't know why God always spoke to my wife. She come to me and say, oh, you know, God spoke to me. You need to give money to that family. And I say, really? Okay. I do. Not only I do when I go to the wedding, but I do now too. <laughs> when God speaks to her. Amen. Because we want to love God more, more than money. Amen. How many people want the blessing to go to your children? Love God more than money. Another kind of idolatry that we need to be very careful is we call the lust for power. Some people, they already have money. They have big inheritance from their parents. So they're not looking for money, but they're looking for power and fame and position and recognition and popularity. Some people want popularity from God. Amen? You need to check your heart all the time whether you are pursuing fame and reputation and power or not. Or you are living on earth here to give only glory to the Lord. Amen? Every time I receive the message from the Facebook, somebody Facebook me from another country and say, Pastor, I'm so blessed by your teaching that I got from your podcast. I have to check my heart right away. Is it great for me? Or it's wonderful that the sheep of God get the blessing to hear the good teaching. I check my heart all the time. I'm doing this for my own fame and reputation and, and power, or I do this because God loves His sheep. Because God wants to bless His sheep. We need to be careful that as we progress in our job, in our business or our ministry, we need to check our heart whether we are doing this to be famous, to be recognized in the TV, to be interviewed in the radio, or because we want to give glory only to Jesus Christ. Amen? I told my wife last night that I want to give glory only to Jesus Christ. It's not about Pastor Lau, but it's only for Jesus Christ. Well, we are not seeking any honor from men. We are not seeking any fame from anybody. I tell you, if I seek honor from men, I would not lay hand on people on Sunday because people will run away. People are scared of the Holy Spirit. We need to honor God more than men. That's why we are willing to move in the Holy Spirit. Amen? Hallelujah. In Psalm chapter 75, verse 7, Psalm 75, verse 7, this is a good scripture. Don't pursue 
fame and reputation on your own effort. You just pursue to give glory to God and what God's going to do to you. But God is the judge. He puts down one and he exalts another. So in other words, let God be the person who gives you honor. Let God be the one who exalts you and gives you all the praises. We are not seeking praises from men, but we are seeking praises from God. As long as Jesus says from his mouth and from his eyes, good and faithful servant, that is enough. Even though men may say, oh, I don't like you. I don't like the way you preach. This is too strong. It doesn't matter because we are not here to please any men. We are here to seek the honor of God. Amen? So let God exalt you and that honor and praises will last forever. But the praises of men will go away one day. I remember reading the story of a great teacher in the body of Christ. I don't tell you the name. One day, somebody knocked on his door and said that, is this your trophy of your sport when you were young? And he's looked at, oh, that's my name. How come you get this trophy? And that man said, I found it in the garbage can. So that teacher of, in the body of Christ was taught by God right away. Any honor for man can be in the garbage can one day. People forget about you many years later. Believe me, three to four generations later, no one going to know about me. They'll forget about me. But as long as they remember Jesus, that is good. Amen? So we should not seek honor for men. The Bible says in Romans chapter 9, verse 16, So then it is not of him who wills. It's not of me or you who wills, nor of him who runs, but of God who shows mercy. We are faithful to do the right thing, and God is the one who shows mercy. Amen? If we practice idolatry, if we seek money and fame and reputation more than God, eventually the family spirits or demons will attack our children, and the curses will go down to the third and fourth generations. But if we are sure that we love God more than money, we love God more than fame and reputation, the blessing will go to the thousand generation. Look at Proverbs chapter 17, verse 13. Whoever rewards evil for good, evil will not depart from his house. Everyone say house. Again, I say that I'm going to read many scriptures about house and about blessing and cursing. Whoever rewards evil for good, evil will not depart from his house. This is another principle that we have to be careful if we don't want our children to receive the inheritance of evil and cursing. What the Bible tries to say is, if your boss has been good to you, if your pastor has been good to you, your leaders in the church has done good things to you, they feed you, they teach you, they pray for you, if your parents has been good to you. They do good to you. They raise you up. I forget about having babies because my kids grown up. But lately, when my daughter take care of the twins, I understand Pastor Da more because at that time, I was a young man. I didn't understand what she went through as a young man. But now I grow up more. You know, I become more mature. So I saw my daughter. I was thinking about my wife when she was carrying all this baby and she had to wake up at night changing diapers. And she has to suffer for them a lot. 
at night. She did good to her children, and the Bible say that if we pay back people who do good to us with evil, if we do evil toward those who do good to us, evil will never depart from our house. Have you heard people gossip about their pastor, gang up and talk bad about the pastor? Have you heard people to put in the block to attack minister, especially their own pastors? What the Bible say: evil will never depart from that house. Be careful! Don't entertain gossiping words against your boss, against your teacher, your parents, or even people who do good to you. I have a few people in my life that I will never touch. Pastor Dan Cobb, missionary, and his wife to Thailand. They looked after me when I was a young believer. I will never attack Dr. H. Richard Wynn, the professor and chairman of University of Washington, who gave me a job in neurosurgery department at university. People can talk bad about him, but don't talk bad about him in front of me. They're going to be in trouble because I'm going to protect his reputation. This man changed my life because he gave me the job in Seattle. No one can talk bad about my sister, who applied green card for me to come to America. Amen. I need to be loyal and good to those who do good to me. Amen. Oh, I feel the anointing. I'm serious. If you cannot do good to those who do good to you, the Lord look from heaven and He feel yucky, like oh. Can you imagine if somebody feed you with sushi, put the hand in? A sushi in your mouth, and you bite that finger. Ah, that's what happened. But some people do that to their pastors. If they get feed every Sunday, the pastor prepare teaching, but turn around. Ah, he put you strong. Ah, he lay hand all the time. Ah, you think God gonna take your side or take the pastor's side? Definitely, God gonna take the pastor's side. He is serving God. He may not be perfect. He may make mistake because he's human. But at least he served God. He's better than people out there who do do nothing for God. Amen. So be careful. Don't attack anybody who has been good to you. Your husband too. Your wife too. Your wife been good to you. She cooked for you. She lived with you. <laughs> at least somebody else does not want to live with you. I thank God that Pastor Da lived with me. She didn't dump me. Amen. So she is good to me. Don't attack your wife, your husband, who has been good to you. Amen. This is the principle in the Bible, Colossians three twenty three. And whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men. You treat everybody as you treat Jesus Christ. If you don't gossip about Jesus, you don't gossip about those people either. Amen. Don't entertain gossiping because if you join into that gossipers group. You are putting toxin into or poison into your spirit and your heart, and eventually you're gonna get that spirit, and it will spill into your children. Eventually, your children gonna gossip as well. Eventually, they will hate the church. They will hate ministry. Amen. I don't want my children to hate any ministry. We need to talk good about other churches. Amen. And other ministers, feed the good things to their life. Feed goodness, mercy, and grace and love into your children. Not gossiping, not attacking people who has been good to you. Proverbs chapter twelve verse seven: 
the wicked are overthrown and are no more. If you practice wicked things, such as attacking people who do good to you, one day you will not be no more. You open the door. It's not that God hates you, but just because you do wrong things, you open the door for the devil to come into your life. And he will put evil, sickness and disease and problems and cursing into you and your children. You have to be careful. But the house of the righteous, everyone say house. The house of the righteous will stand. I like that. Your children, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren will stand and do well. Because you are righteous. How do you become righteous? Not because of your own good deeds. Because you have faith in Jesus. You believe in what he did for you on the cross. You're cleansed by the blood of Jesus. You become righteous by the righteousness of God, not your own good deeds. And then you repent and do what God say. Faith is not faith until you put into practice. Faith without actions is not true faith. If you really say you have faith in God, you practice what he says. Amen? And then you become righteous. Amen. You understand what I try to say? You're not righteous because of good deeds. You're righteous because of faith. But out of the right kind of faith, you produce right action. Amen? Proverbs 14, verse 1. The wise woman builds her house, but the foolish pulls it down with her hands. Wise woman builds her house. The wise woman will pass on the inheritance of the blessing of God to her children. That's why men in this room, make sure that you marry a woman that fears God. Amen? Because she will be a wise woman that passed the right thing into the children. What kind of wise woman are we talking about here? You think this is a wise woman? If she say, son, you know, I think your dad needs to improve how he clean up the house. Son, daughter, I think your dad needs to lose some weight. If you gossip or you talk bad about your husband in front of your kids, you're not a wise woman. You need to get rid of the bitterness. The person that you bitter the easiest is your own spouse. You know why? Because you see all of their weaknesses. You don't see other people's weaknesses because you don't live with them. But when you live with your spouse, yes, you see all the weaknesses. So be careful. Don't carry around the bitterness against your husband and talk bad about your husband in front of your kids because that is going to trouble your house. Talk good about that father. Amen? Be wise woman. And then you pass the inheritance into your children. If you always attack your husband in front of your kids, one day your kids are going to get into divorce as well, get into trouble. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 31, let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Don't speak evil things in your house. Don't gossip. Don't practice anything that is look evil in the eyes of God in front of your children. Be generous. Be loving. Be gracious. Speak positive. Speak the word of God in front of them. Speak what God says in the Bible before your children and before your husband. And that is a wise woman. Amen? And you will build your house. 
and your children will do well. Now look at the man. It's not fair to talk only about woman. Look at what husband should do. Colossians chapter 3 verse 19. Husbands, love your wife and do not bitter toward her, toward them. Is it possible for a husband to be bitter toward the wife? Yes, it can. It can happen. Maybe the food is too spicy. Maybe she's too tired. She forgets to clean up the house for a few days. And the husband comes home and gets mad and starts to build bitterness on the inside and starts to talk bad about his wife, starts to be bitter. He may say to the kids, Hey, children, I think your mom should be a better wife. But I want to tell you, before she becomes a better wife, you should be a better husband. Amen? Don't expect your wife to be a better wife before you become a better husband. You need to improve first. Amen? That's my policy. I need to be a better husband before I expect my wife to be a better wife. Bitterness is a luxury. You cannot afford it. Because if you live in bitterness against your spouse, what happened? You are bringing the curse into your children, to the third and fourth generation. Amen? What you need to do all the time is always forgive, always love. Don't do the worldly way. The worldly way is I get mad, I'm upset, I'm going to revenge, I'm going to talk bad about you. But the way of the Lord is this. Proverbs 16 verse 7. When a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. The principle is always ask yourself what you are thinking, what you are saying, what are you doing, please the Lord or not. Amen? Check your heart all the time. If it's not what you should do, repent. Everyone say repent. Repentance is important in the Christian walk. It's a foundation ABC. Repentance should be practiced every single day because sometimes we have bad attitude rising up in our heart. We need to repent as soon as possible. Amen? Sometimes the church does not talk about the word repentance enough. We need to repent every single day. We make a choice to love, to be good to people, not to be bitter against our spouse and our children and other people. And then we will get the miracle. Amen? Proverbs chapter 27, verse 7. I want to encourage all of you to always want to please the Lord. Want to seek the Lord with all your heart. You are hungry for Him. You are thirsty for Him. You want to know the Word. You want to read the Bible. You want to be touched by the fire of God. You want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You are hungry and thirsty for the things of God all the time. If you can live your life that way, you will leave the inheritance of blessing to your children. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 27, verse 7, A satisfied soul loathes the honeycomb, but to a hungry soul, every bitter thing is sweet. The Bible says if you are hungry for God all the time, what happened? Even bad things happen to you. You look at it and you say, wow, it's good. It shaped my life, made me stronger. You will be happy all the time, smiling, happy, 
you're not crying and be upset and be bitter and lose sleep. You're gonna be sweet person all the time. Everything looks sweet to you. Whatever happened to you? Wow, it's great. I'm learning some lesson in this situation because you are thirsty and hungry for the things of God. I want to encourage you that in order to leave the inheritance for your children, you need to protect that inheritance, the inheritance of blessing. How many people want to hand the inheritance of blessing to your children? Raise your hand up. You want to hand to them? You need to protect that inheritance. The principle is the devil will find the way again and again to attack you so that you will give up and eventually you lose the inheritance because you get into sin. The devil will not attack you one time in your life and then quit and walk away. He will keep coming back. I want to remind you. The devil will keep coming back to attack you so that your children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren, the third and fourth generation, shall be cursed. He doesn't want you to pass the inheritance of blessing to your children. So you have to stand on God. Put on the boots of the gospel of peace. Put on the armor of God. Be awake all the time. Be ready all the time. Submit to God. Amen? Resist the devil. Draw near to God. Being in the fire of God all the time, let the fire of God burn anything that will come against you. Being in the Word on a regular basis. Don't miss church unless you have some important thing to do or out of town. Because we want to protect ourselves from the attack of the enemy. We don't allow him to come into our house and steal the blessing from our children. First John chapter 4, verse 4, the Bible says, You are of God, little children, have overcome them, mean the, the work of the enemies. Because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. The person who is in the world is Satan and demons. They're going to try to attack you. Be on guard all the time. You know the word. You practice the word. Build your house on the rock. Don't live in bitterness. Be a wise woman and wise man. Don't speak negative things. Speaking only the word of God. Amen. Speaking only what the Bible says. We are not walking by sight. Even though the situation is bad. The economy went down. You are not talking. I'm broke. You say, I'm blessed. God shall supply all of my needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. You don't say, I'm broke, I'm broke, I'm in trouble. No, don't say negative words toward your children and toward yourself. Speak only the word of God. Be in the Holy Spirit. Walk by the Spirit of God. Be hungry for God all the time. Amen. Stir up yourself. I'm going to be on fire for God. I'm going to be zealous for God. I'm not going to be lukewarm. I'm going to serve God faithfully. I'm going to do what God called me to do. I'm not going to give up. I'm going to serve God in the church and in the ministry faithfully. Just be faithful. Be honest to God. And then the devil cannot touch you because you don't open the door, even little, little door for him to come in at all. When people say bad things about you, ha, ha, ha. Bless them in Jesus' name. You just smile. Because when you start to get mad, get bitter, you open the door again for the enemy to come in 
and steal the blessing from you and from your children. Don't let bitterness defy yourself, defy your house, defy your children. Be loving, be happy, be joyful, walking in faith and in the Word of God. Amen. How many people want to do that way? Amen. I want to see the blessing in this church. All of your children to the thousand generation. If Jesus tarries, if Jesus has not come back yet, we're gonna see your children do better than you. I expect my children to do better than me. Amen. Because the parents stand firm for the things of God for your children. Give the inheritance to your children. If your children grow up already, you just pray for them and keep doing the right thing. God can turn them around. If they walk away from God already because they grow up and you cannot tell them what to do anymore. They grow up, they are not five years old. Five years old, you can say, hey, stop. But if you talk to 25 years old daughter, stop. What? I'm grown up. Don't tell me what to do. What you can do is, what? Pray. Have faith for them. Be a good example. Let them see your progress. Preaching the word of God is not from your mouth. If you preach to them with your mouth, they will look at you and say, let me see first. Especially, I notice the young people in this generation. Young people in this generation, I don't know what generation call. What generation? Like, math generation, what do you call? Y generation? Okay, I'm a baby boomer. And then X generation. The baby boomer like to see a preacher on the stage and, wow, this guy's good. But why generation want to see the reality? Whether you are hypocrites or you are real. They don't listen to your message. They listen to your life, what you do. They watch you. Amen? You agree, the, the Y generation? Pastor Da, Y generation, you agree? <laughs> Pastor Da always in Y generation. <laughs> If you have bitterness right now, repent. If you know that you have made mistake in the past, why don't we turn around today and say, I'm going to start a new life today. Love your children, love your spouse, build your house, don't trouble your house, pass on the good inheritance of blessing to them. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord for your love and your mercy, for teaching us the truth so that we will not make mistakes in life, so that we will not open the door for the enemy to come in and steal the blessings of the believers that you have purchased by the blood of Jesus Christ at the cross 2,000 years ago. Father, we are the candidate a blessing because we believe we have faith like Abraham and the blessing that Abraham had we are the candidate through faith through belief Lord if we have done anything wrong if we are bitter we speak negative all the time we complain and gossip. We do evil things toward those who do good to us. Oh Father, we ask for your forgiveness. We repent of our sin. We will not 
practice evil. We will not return evil for the people who do good to us, Lord. We will not complain. We will not gossip. We will not spill the bitterness, resentment upon our children, but we will pour upon them grace, love, mercy, faith, faithfulness, Lord. We want to see the children in this house, not only the physical family house, but this spiritual house of God. The children shall be blessed to the thousand generation, because the parents in this room make the right choice for their children. I pray, Father, for those who have grown up children; they have already left their home. Maybe the parents have blown it and make mistake, and the children walk away from God. Father, they come back now. And you, the God of recovery, the God of the lost and found, Lord, we believe that as the parents pray together for the salvation and blessing of their children, you will do something to turn all those children around and come back to the church. Oh, Father, listen to our prayers. Listen to the prayers of the parents in this house, Lord. Blessing, blessing, blessings, blessings upon this house in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Is there anyone in this room that are not sure that you are born again? You're not sure that if you die today, you will make it to heaven. I'd like to encourage you to be born again today. If you're not sure, if you die today, you will go to heaven. Heaven is open to you if you repent of your sin and believe in the name of Jesus Christ and accept Him as your Savior and your Lord. If you want to do that, I'd like to pray with you. Amen. How many people want to go to heaven? Raise your hand up. You want to have salvation? Go to heaven. Raise your hand. Keep your hand up high. I want to see. How many people want to go to heaven? Heaven is real. Heaven is real. There is a book written by a doctor who have seen patient who died and went down to hell, and God let them come back. So, I want to encourage you: start heaven on earth now, and after you die, you will be in heaven. You know, I come to the point in my life now that I'm not afraid of death anymore. I think my faith grow in the past few years that I know for sure and sure. That if I die now, I will be in heaven, a better place. I just change my location from the first page of the book. My life on earth is the first page of the book. The rest of my life is in the rest of the book here, much thicker. You get what I try to say? Eternity in heaven is much longer than the seventy, eighty, hundred years on earth here. We are just in the first page of the book now. We're gonna go into the whole book when we get to heaven. That's what I try to compare. Amen. Eternity in heaven. Don't miss it. This world, the life on earth is so short. We're gonna spend eternity in heaven. Amen. 
Those who want to go to heaven and not sure that you're going to go to heaven, make sure today. Why don't you pray with me, Father in heaven? Follow my prayer, Father in heaven. I want to make sure that I have salvation, eternal life through Christ Jesus. Today and for the rest of my life, I make a decision to repent of my sin. Forgive me, O Lord, and I believe in my heart and confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is my Lord and my Savior. He was raised from the dead. On the third day, Lord Jesus, come into my life. Be my Lord and my Savior. Sit on the throne of my life. Lead me and guide me. I will follow you and serve you all the days of my life. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. Hallelujah! Thank you, Lord Jesus. Are you happy? How many people are happy that you will be in heaven one day? But thank God, Jesus said that not only do you go to heaven, but you have life on earth here, life more abundantly. Amen. You can have abundant life on earth as you walk in obedience to His Word, to His Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. To them all gathered in your name, I lift to you this new praise song. All the wrongs I have ever done have been washed away by your only Son. Bring me your tired. Song. Bring